Hello and welcome back to Best Lens. I'm Bethany and I'm so glad you have joined me in looking through my lens on living a faith-filled life. So today I have a wonderful human being. Uh, I have Acacia with me. So Acacia and I have known each other um, since about 2016, I think it was. Yes. Um, kind of an odd story of our meeting, but um, <laughs> our parents roughly knew each other and you came up and stayed near us. So basically we were both told, you both homeschool and so you basically must be friends. And we were pushed into a room and <laughs> told to be friends. Much. Um, but it yeah, worked. It did. Since then, um, you know, we have definitely grown a genuine friendship that has been natural, not forced. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, I really value our friendship. So Acacia is from Canada, which I quite like to often say that she's from America, but... So rude. She does not appreciate that so much. So yeah, I I will hand over to her for a few seconds. Mind you, don't talk for too long. Uh, a few seconds of introduction so you take it away my name is as she said acacia i'm 18 i'm currently a healthcare student and i also work in my family's church doing worship and ministry and i'm also a writer and i recently self-published a collection of poetry which became the uk's number two poetry religious release and i am just a freelance writer at the moment so that's my spiel yeah, um, definitely check out the poetry book because I love that you released the book. I think that's so cool. Thank you. Um, so. Yeah, so today we are tackling uh, quite a big subject. It is a big one. Yeah, so if there was anyone I was going to go into a deep podcast with, it would be Acacia. Acacia is the oh. craziest off-the-wall person, but then suddenly goes into this very serious deep person if you need to talk to her about deep subjects. So um, we actually were talking about this sort of thing recently, and I was like, I am getting you to do a podcast on this. Which I love that, because we're like, how old are we? 21 and 18 and this is what we talk about on the yes. phone that's great so yeah our title today obviously you have read it if you are listening to this but our title is why is marriage our standard of worth um so yeah I think probably our first question should just be why is it our standard of worth it's a good uh, question yeah and also what does that mean so we'll just kind of open up the conversation snazzy i think what that means in my mind is that often in the christian community we have got this idea that like our ultimate goal is to get married it's this thing that we're not complete without and so a lot of people feel like they're not really living their lives until they get married would Mm -hmm. you say that would be true yeah and you know when i was first trying to think of you know why is this the case i then thought of we are literally instructed in the bible to go into the world and be fruitful and as christians we don't really usually have kids until we get married you know sometimes like it's not always the case yeah. typically that is you know the way we do it and so you can sort of say well god orders us to get married that's you know what we're meant to do but i do think that it has become quite a, a dangerous thing that now we don't see ourselves as complete god's image perfectly formed as somebody who serves god 
until we get married and we suddenly mm-hmm. think that when we get married we will suddenly be okay mm-hmm. that is a big one that i hear is once i get married my problems will be fixed and mm-hmm. every my life will be perfect like no it's not you're just gonna have an extra person to deal with <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that in the secular world it's a huge thing to just have somebody to love you mm-hmm. you, know, you just being single is just not it you know mm-hmm. and I think that Christianity sort of takes that and actually excels it because it's like even if you're in a relationship that's still not good enough you've got to be married mm-hmm. and I think part of that is that the church has kind of made sexual sin the ultimate bad thing to mm-hmm. do right it is the worst possible sin that you can commit and so in order to avoid that we have to get married as soon as possible so we yeah. don't have that temptation yeah that's a big thing as well that a lot of people don't like to talk about you know like it's mm-hmm. such a taboo subject but the thing is is that you know I think probably we won't go into it too much but if we're even to just dip into it really quickly it's a beautiful thing to have inside of marriage like sex is mm-hmm. from God and a beautiful thing and sometimes we get so scared of it that it is you know well you need to get married so that you don't fall into it but you know it's a beautiful thing to have in marriage but it doesn't fulfill you as a person it fulfills your marriage Mm -hmm. so it's for your marriage and you can be a completely cool person doing great things for god without having that yes so um what damage do you think this does i think we've kind of covered that a lot in that last I question do, but, but i, I have some more thoughts into that yeah go for yes it. okay so the first thing that comes to mind when i think about this is that we often really struggle as christians to have solid male female friendships that are not tainted by us being like oh my gosh i can't have a deep conversation with him in case we both mm-hmm. get feelings or i fall into sin or something and i think that is so damaging because we are not only made as romantic beings we are also incredibly emotional and deep people and we are all made in the image of god and we are this royal priesthood that needs to come together and build each other up mm-hmm. and i think we actually miss out a lot of that by only considering guy girl relationships friendships to only be romantic mm. yes yeah and i think that i am all about being careful you know i do think that guy friendships are a little bit different than girl friendships you know you can't do all of the things that you would do with your girlfriends sure. you with your guy friends it doesn't mean that yeah, they're completely different it's, yeah they're not completely different in any way but there is that like line you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time I do think that as Christians sometimes we make the line too much not mm-hmm. even in the way that we're acting, but just the way that we're thinking in that as soon as we become mm-hmm. friends with a guy, all we can think of is, do they like me? Do I like them? Is and he the like, one? Why, yeah, why can't we just be friends? Because I am so guilty of that. I'm so guilty of, you know, becoming friends with a guy and having to just be like, oh my goodness, like, does he like me? Do I like them? And I'm like, why don't I just be friends with them and really benefit exactly. from their godly wisdom? Mm-hmm. Preach. Yeah, I think a huge thing for me is that I have seen a lot of people around me not feel like their life was enough just because they Mm. weren't married yet. And for me, um, through experiences that I have had, I have learned that, you know, you cannot put your worth on somebody else. It has to be from God and in you alone. And so, yeah, you really need to just find that 
you are perfectly capable of being a great person for God without this oh. other person depending on to yes <laughs> yes I love that so much that's so true is I think do you know the thing that blows my mind is like Jesus was always single mm-hmm. Jesus never got married Jesus never was in a relationship as far as we know and I don't think the Bible would leave that out if it was like relevant um and he was the most whole and complete person yeah. who ever walked the face of the earth um I think we forget that sometimes yeah you know uh-huh and yeah I just want to put out there that we are not in any way saying that you should never want to get married <laughs> like, yeah. that is not <laughs> what we're saying we're not saying it's it's terrible to want marriage it's you something that you should avoid that is not what we're saying we're just saying that it's totally okay to seek your own worth in God and actually really really advise to find your worth in God before you go to find your worth in other people's minds. Mm-hmm. for sure because at the end of the day any issues any insecurities that you have right now are not going to go away when you get into a relationship mm-hmm. when you get married because eventually marriage is not just about being in love with somebody it's also about putting in the work putting in the relationships um when you think about your family you can be very close to your family and still have those insecurities and those are just things that you have to work through with god first Mm -hmm. yes definitely so where should our worth come from then if it doesn't come from you know being married then where should it come from Mm, donuts donuts right (laughs) how many donuts can you eat how many donuts can i is that like a challenge or just no it's not a challenge (laughs) because you would put that on um yeah where do you think it should come from i think it should come from our identity of being made in the image of god and being so loved by him that he sent his literal only son to literally die for us yeah yeah definitely I think that you know it is a culture that we need to smash but it's also a mindset and I think those two actually Mm -hmm. they link but they are different you know so there is a mindset of every single person feels like they are not good enough until someone loves them and you are not going to get out of that until you realize the person that loves you most is God and I am not sitting here saying that because I have got that and I have like sorted that it's done I need still learn that. I still need to work on that. I still need to figure out that God loves me more than anybody else could. So why look to other people? But those problems won't be sorted until we think that. But there's also the culture of that. And culture of Mm. Christianity as its whole is sort of everybody just looking to everyone else saying, when are you going to get married? You know? Oh, so true. Oh, the pain of that statement. Yeah. So um, our worth should 100% be from the God that loves us and not from any man, any woman. If you're a guy, what listen to this as well, because this 100% applies to guys as well. But yeah, and also remembering that other people's worth doesn't come from where they are in life either. Our worth comes mm-hmm. from who we are in Christ. Yes, exactly. That was a really good summary. Thank you. But that also doesn't happen all at once. I think Mm. it's good to put out there. Like Bethany and I will both say we're not at that place where it's entirely like 
yes, everything of my worth is in Jesus and I am never affected by other people's opinions of me because mm-hmm. that is definitely not true. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is actually one of the one of the biggest things in Christianity is learning that God's opinion of you is more important than anybody else's. Because yes. this doesn't just apply to you know, the whole not wanting to be single thing. This applies to friendships, to just people around you in general, to the world's ideas of what is popular and what is not popular, you know. Mm. It applies to everything. Is who's val- Whose opinion do you value more, God's or theirs? Mm. Because the thing is, is that God loves you continuously and no matter what you do, he's still going to love you. So why would you not depend on that instead of trying to gain people's attention who are just going to turn around and leave you at some point. Yes, for sure. When I think about myself wanting to get married, right, oftentimes it can be a really selfish thing of being like, I want to be loved by somebody and I want somebody to take care of me. Um, But I think we're called to serve. And if my mind is on serving other people, then I'm a lot more content with what I'm doing. And I'm a lot more content with, being single and I don't feel the need to have to look for a guy because I am focused on what Jesus has put in front of me and that sounds like okay that's exactly what you should say and I definitely don't do that all the time or anywhere near as much as I should Mm -hmm. but I think we're called to serve and marriage becomes a form of service yeah as well serving each other but that's not what I'm called to right now yeah, I think um, it was actually a phone call that you and I had that I said this in, but I had heard this thing of the world wants you to fall in love, but God calls you to walk in love. And these are mm. very different things because the world calls you to fall in love. And it's like, woo, it's so fun because it's a fall and you don't know where you're going. And it, ooh, it's so exciting. And that's what you want. You want that adrenaline rush when you fall in love with someone and then mm. wondering if they're mm. in love with you too. But god calls you to walk in love which actually is a lot more boring let's be honest it's a lot harder and it's a lot more boring it's not fun absolutely because what you have to do is instead of walk instead of falling and just figuring things out as you go along you have to be continuously loving everyone you're supposed to Mm -hmm. walk in love and show love to everyone now that does not mean you show the kind of love you would show your husband to everyone you know please don't (laughs) don't go around (laughs) doing that but what I mean is that you serve people, like Acacia is saying, you serve people and keep doing that as much as you can and use that to make yourself whole. Because, you know, if you're giving out God's love, then you're going to be receiving so much from God that it's yes. going to make you whole as a person by yourself. And in yes. that love, then you will probably find the person that you want to find yes. because she will see he or she will see the person that they want to find because you are literally just walking in love. Yes. Woohoo! Um, yeah, so quickly to wrap this up, this is a huge topic that um, <laughs> I think that we should never say is something that just by the flick of a switch you get sorted. No, ever. Ma'am. It's very much a walk. Like, it's a, it's a walk in love, as we say. Um, (laughs) it is a slow walk of accepting yourself but not just yourself accepting yourself and who you are in God and accepting God's love for you but if we could maybe throw out a couple ways in how to be satisfied without somebody until you find that somebody it's a good thing um okay I have two thoughts Mm -hmm. on this the first one is more general 
And it's something that God has been teaching me since like January of this year, which has been practicing deliberate thankfulness mm-hmm. in my own life for yeah. everything. Cause I had a horrible start to this year. We had like four people we knew died and it was just, it was, it really sucked. And God was like, you need to be thankful and practicing thankfulness led to me being thankfulness, like led to me being thankful, not being thankful led to me practicing yeah. thankfulness. And sometimes you have to practice doing things before you actually feel them. Mm-hmm. So deliberate thankfulness. And the second thing, this is super cheesy, right? But this is something that I've done like sporadically. There's like four of these is write letters to the future guy who's going to be in my life. I know it sounds so dumb, but like it's something that when I am thinking about that and when I am praying or whatever is just write those things down. And now I have them and I get to give them to him someday if there is a guy out there. But it means I've also processed those emotions and Mm -hmm. just gotten them out of my system. Yeah, I actually have another friend who's talked about doing this and I have thought about doing it. um, But I sort of sat down and I have been in a, a point in my life recently where I'm going through some things that I I will not be going through when I get to the stage that I'm going to find the person that I'm going to marry. And so right now, I think I need, for me personally, I want to get through those things by myself instead of putting them on the person that I'm going to meet in the future. But that's me personally, like in the situation, the very specific situation that I'm in. But what my friend was saying is that she was writing letters and then she said she actually had to get rid of them because they were becoming like her form of therapy and they were too much Mm. and she was like Mm. you know it was too much and she actually turned to that instead of turning to god so then she started again and what she did was she would notice things like that maybe she would let other people you know make decisions for her and so she would write a letter to her future husband saying never let me just stand back and let you make all the decisions please force me to be a part of the decisions with you and that's I think awesome. that's such a beautiful way of doing it, actually. Yeah, that's so good. So sometimes being content in your singleness is put out as you know, trying to make the best of a bad situation. I think mm-hmm. the first thing we've got to do is get that out of our heads and realize yes. that we're not making the best out of a bad situation. We are living in the point of life that we're in. And it's a really exciting point of life. And so Woo-hoo. my word for the year has been passion because that's what I want to do. I want to find my passion. I want to find what I'm passionate about and I want to really go mm-hmm. after it. And I want to really just be used by God. And I think that when you're doing that, you start to not forget, but you start to block out a little bit more about the whole desire of marriage a little bit more because you're just following God. And, you know, yes. I once heard that, instead of looking for the person you should be running as fast as you can after god and then suddenly you'll realize that someone's running at the same pace as you and you'll be like oh they're the right person for me yes i love that i remember you said to me once that you had like when you thought about your plans for the future you had forgotten to like plan for a husband being a part of that (laughs) and i just love that idea so much like you were just so focused on what you were passionate about and what god had called you to do in that time that that wasn't even Mm -hmm. it wasn't in the plans and that's awesome you were pursuing what you thought god was calling you to and what he was calling you to like bible college and working with your family's church and all those things and Mm -hmm. those are awesome yeah i definitely think our practical steps there are you know just continuously thinking about being thankful continuously thinking about god what do you want me to do say i'm ready i don't need somebody else to make me complete to be in your service i'm ready to 
work for you as hard as I can until you provide the person for me that is meant yes. to be for me. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that that was a very good conversation about that. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me, darling. Yeah, this was really good. And I will most definitely have you back to either go further in this or talk about a different topic. We will see. But awesome. yeah. Can't wait. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got to this point, thank you very much. Um, yeah, well done. That, um, do you want to sort of plug yourself? Do you want to put out any <laughs> media? Sure. I have a writing Instagram account, which you can find at, at Acacia Writes Poems. I also have a YouTube channel, which has some of my spoken word videos on it. And you can check out my blog, which has my writing on it at thoughtsfromatree.com. That is so cool. So acacia um, is a type of tree, right? And that's why it's thought yes. from a tree, which I think is really exactly. cool. But if you didn't know that what acacia meant, you might be a little bit confused. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. I think I'm cool. Well, yeah. So thank you so much for listening. We hope that this has been beneficial for you. We uh, pray that it will have been helpful in your journey. And also, we just really want to put out there that we don't know it all that we have not experienced everything. We've not been in the experience that you are in just now. So take this and take what applies to you and just really think it over. And that's what we pray that you will do. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. Thank Thanks you for, for having me. Thank you so much for joining me, Akisha. And we will see everybody again next time. Bye.